Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Happiest Hour podcast. This is your host, Kaylin. And with me today, we have a very special guest for our first ever episode of the podcast. It's Sam Kozub. Um, she is actually my manager at Cisco for the past couple of years, and she's a program manager at Cisco. I'm super excited to have her on today. Sam, would you like to say hello? Yeah. Hi, Kaylin. I am so happy to be here and feel so honored to be your first guest. Super exciting. Well, it is my honor to have you on as our first official guest on the Happiest Hour podcast. Just to start us off, why don't you give us one word to describe your current mood? So today, how are you feeling? Give us one word to kind of describe all of your emotions that you've been feeling the last week and today. Yeah. Um, so I woke up this morning. I was feeling a little like, I don't know, uh, unsettled because I just moved into a new apartment. But I got up and I took a walk and knew I had this going on today. So I'm feeling feisty. So let's get into it. My mood of the day is feisty. What do you think? I love feisty. I feel like that is definitely a word that could probably describe both of us on a lot of days too. Feisty I agree. Really I, I kind of have the same feeling. I woke up today a little bit drowsy. I was a little tired. It wasn't super sunny out, but I knew it was Memorial Day weekend. I went for a run. So I'm going to say that my word, my mood for the day, refreshed. I feel like I'm ready for new beginnings, to start something new. I was definitely a little nervous, but I think I'm just excited to, you know, dive into something and start, kind of start from scratch. So I'm feeling refreshed today. Um, I love it. And with that, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we're going to kind of get into the interview portion. Sure. Sounds great. So what about me? Um, so I am a little bit different than most 35-year-old women out there. Um, <laughs> I am not married. I do not have children. Um, I am still very much a free spirit and um, don't really have a huge plan for settling down anytime soon. Um, but I've had a really interesting kind of experience through my life with college and um, really taking advantage of a lot of different opportunities in college and then going through a, a, an interesting career path to kind of land where I am at Cisco. Um, never in a million years would I think that I would be managing interns and trying to help people find their passion in life um, and, and really being able to help people be excited and wake up every day. Um, you know, inspired by what they do. And um, somehow through a very crazy, you know, 10 years of work of working in athletics, working in weddings, working in hotels that I land at Cisco. And I actually just celebrated my seven years um, two days ago. So it was a huge opportunity for me to, to get this role and um, I've been growing ever since. So um, that's professionally me, personally, like I said, um, I'm still very much a nomad at heart. Um, I have an older brother who's 15 years older than me. Um, my delightful parents live at the beach, so I try when I can to go see them. Haven't seen them recently, obviously, but um, you know I've got a really great um, support system here in Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm really excited for you to be joining us, hopefully, in the next, who knows, six months or so knock on wood <laughs> so that's about me you touched on so many different things in that that we're definitely going to get deeper into <laughs> you have such an interesting like trajectory in life so we're definitely going to dive dive deep into all of that 
You talked about managing interns. That's kind of how you got to know each other. Do you want to tell everybody Mm -hmm. kind of our relationship, how we met, how we crossed paths? Um, I think that that would be kind of interesting as well. Absolutely. Um, So (laughs) I will tell you, I do get many, many parents that work at Cisco um, that send me their, you know, their, their kids' resumes and um, you know, hey, my, my son's great, my daughter's great, and they are all great. Um, but, you know, your, your dad um, was, you know, just, hey, would love you to, to, to talk with Kaylin. Um, and I really did see a great spark in you when we first started chatting. And uh, we found a way that, you know, you were able to come on board and start interning with us. Um, and I think from there, you know, we, we continuously um, grew and, and not just became, you know, me being a manager and you being a, an intern, but have evolved into to good friends and not just friends, but, you know, being able to talk about things both professionally and personally to continue to develop. And I think that's, um, those are some of the most special relationships that I have at work. Um, and there's, you know, a handful of people that I have that both friendship and mentorship um, relationship that's super special and, and really does keep me going. So it's funny, I was just looking back at um, something your dad actually sent me uh, maybe a year, maybe not even a year ago, but he sent me this YouTube video of you and your little sister, Tyler, um, knowing all of these different Cisco acronyms like 18 years ago. So he's like, what? <laughs> what does so IP stand for? And stuff, and the two of you are like, so it's so cute, and um, I'll have to send that to the whole, um, all of your coworkers soon, so, so they have that nugget of knowledge, just so you, you know, so you can have that, um, and that'll be a great introduction. Forget your like intro video. We'll just we'll just send that out to the team. <laughs> it's so funny that you sent that video. I forget about it all the time, but just a little backstory for everybody listening. My dad has worked for Cisco my entire life, so I've kind of grown up around the company, but. I had never really showed a lot of interest in the company until I was in college. Um, but my dad was studying for his CCIE. I think I was like four years old at the time. CCIE is like kind of the highest level of certification you can get at Cisco. And he was studying. And I think he just, you know, I think his dream was always for me and my sister to kind of get involved in technology and like what he's passionate about. It's crazy that we're now following him in the path. My sister as well now. But um, yeah, that video is too funny. You touched on a couple of different things that I want to harp on first. So I always think about crediting Sam for kind of getting me to where I am today. She really took a chance on me, I think. Um, It was the end of my sophomore year of college. So I think it was like right around spring of 2018, where I started kind of thinking about what I wanted to do and intern experience. I was transitioning from the Naval Academy. And so I just felt like a fish out of water. I had never worked for a company. didn't even know what, like, I really, I couldn't tell up from down. But, you know, Sam saw something in me, took took a chance on me. And then you know, moving from here to California and then now going to be moving to Raleigh. I think it's been a really cool experience. I want to know, though, Sam, about your college experience, kind of and how you got to Cisco and all the different cool jobs that you've had in between that led you to where you are now. Yeah. So, um, you know, when I was in high school, uh, again, I always kind of when everybody was going right, I went left. Um, so I grew up outside of Philadelphia. and. Um, 
I, everybody was going to Penn State. They were doing all like the normal things that people do. And I was like, um, forget this. I'm not doing that. My parents said, no, you're absolutely not moving to California. Okay, fine. I will go south. Um, so I ended up at College of Charleston, which um, growing up in the Northeast and moving to, you know, a very Southern area was a huge adjustment for me. Um, but I really had two choices. My parents said, you know, you can go to George Washington University, which is an amazing university, but very, very, very expensive. Um, or you can go to College of Charleston, which at the time it was very, it wasn't Charleston as you know it today. It's, it was very small town. Um, it was still relatively inexpensive to go there. Um, and so I said, all right, I'm going to go to Charleston and I'm going to study abroad as many times as I possibly can. Um, <laughs> and I did. So I did a summer in Costa Rica. I did a summer in Denmark and I went to Copenhagen Business School. And then I did probably one of the coolest things I will ever do in my whole life. And that's um, do semester at sea where um, you literally get on a cruise ship and you go around the world and stop in all of these different countries. Uh, the two rules are don't go out of that particular country and get on the boat on time. And you really can do whatever you want, which is crazy um, for a 20 year old to be able to go do that. So I've had some um, in crazy stories, interesting stories. Some of my parents probably would die if they heard because I was in very interesting predicaments. Um, but you know, that that really gave me the opportunity to um, just get a different type of education that even school can't can't really provide. And I think a lot of people see that, whether that's in an internship program, if that's in studying abroad. Um, and then when I graduated, I kind of had to fight for my graduation based on the fact that I had so many credits from so many different schools. They were like, uh, you didn't really go to college in Charleston. I said, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Let me show you all the math. And um, they actually ended up giving me my my degree. And um, and then I was like, oh, crap, I have no idea what I'm going to do from from this because it's just a good old liberal arts degree. And I was very much unlike all of the people that I hire that have these phenomenal career trajectories and know exactly what they're going to do and take over the world one day. And I was like, um, oh, nanny, that sounds like fun. <laughs> So I ended up doing that for a summer. Um, thought, of course, as as we always do when we're you know young and dumb, that I was absolutely in love with my college boyfriend. We were going to get married and we were going to live together in a small little house and have lots of babies. That indeed did not happen. Um, I ended up uh, figuring out. You know, I always had a knack for event planning. I liked it. College of Charleston had a hospitality and management major. I didn't quite go that direction, but I um, always wanted to, was fascinated by weddings and um, not in the capacity of I'm dreaming of my own wedding, um, more in the capacity of A, design, B, logistics, and C, working with people. And so um, I got really lucky when I started to kind of look at different opportunities that this Duke University had this opportunity to do event planning in their athletic department. Um, and it was a really big decision for me at the time because I was like, what do I do? Do I stay with the love of my life or do I move? And, um, you know, my mom was the one that gave me the book, Last One Down the Aisle Wins. Yes, my mother actually gave me that book. 
it is a true book. Last one down the aisle wins. So funny. So, I know. Like, thanks, mom. Uh, my mom has like a crazy life story. Um, so she's always like, I want you to be independent, blah, 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 blah. And so I moved to, to Durham, North Carolina, and I had no idea, you know, who Coach Krzyzewski was. I was like, I like I I've, I've always played sports, but I wasn't ever like a huge college basketball or football fan, so I didn't have a whole lot of context. And once I realized the high-profile events that I would be doing, I just kind of got like really swept up into a whirlwind of, quite frankly, celebrities and um, donors that were giving millions of dollars to Duke University, and I just had no idea I was working you know, 70, 80 hours a week. And um, it was amazing experience, but I also wasn't getting paid a lot. <laughs> so I got to a point where we bur- I burnt out and I, I wanted to do something different. Um, so I ended up going to, you know, something easier, wedding planning, um, and worked at a hotel for a few years and did lots of weddings. Um, I, I mean, I have so many crazy wedding stories as well of things you should not do and, um, you know, draft horses, like falling down in the middle of the heat in July and all of these crazy, crazy things. But um, I kind of, once I went through all of the wedding and events, thing, I, I learned a ton. I, I like working with people. I love logistics. Um, and I just kind of cut to a point where I was really burnt out working every Saturday, not having a social life, just kind of got to a point where I was like, okay, what am I doing next? Um, so I ended up applying to jobs. Um, again, as I do, I, I don't, I kind of jump into things and then figure it out later. So I didn't even really, unlike you, where your dad is like, the CCIE, I had no idea what Cisco did. My mom was like, oh, I think their stock's good. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> and <laughs> I such a way to pick like, a company. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, uh, okay. So, you know, I had no clue. I had, no, I didn't know anything about technology. I knew nothing about Cisco. Um, but I came, I got, I somehow randomly got a, an interview and walked in and um, one of my mentors, and I, I always, um, I still will quote her to this day, Jessie Durrell, um, she was like, I wasn't looking for somebody that knew anything. I was looking for somebody that A, knew how to work hard and B, somebody I could get along with. And I, can te- I could teach you everything else. And so I still say WWJD because a lot of times I'm always like, what would Jesse do? Because I don't know what to do at this point in my life seven years later. Um, luckily, she's still at the company and I'll still like talk to her every once in a while. I'm like, I need your help. Um, but she was such a huge proponent of me taking this role. And um, I, I was really scared. I mean, I'd never been in a corporate environment. It's um, totally different than anything I'd ever done. And I had some really good friends and, and uh, got a lot of more boyfriends. I had another boyfriend at the time that was like very, very supportive and, and kind of pushed me to take something completely different. Um, the first couple of years was terrifying, quite frankly, but, um, you know, I'm still here and still learning and still developing. And I'm so happy I, that I, I, I am where I am and um, hopefully will continue to grow. So 
that's my that's my professional story. That was a little longer than maybe it should have been. <laughs> no, that's okay. I've I've heard definitely bits and pieces of this story over time, getting to know each other, but I've never heard it all in one swoop. And I think it just it says a lot about how independent you are and like how you're willing to take risks. Um, can you describe kind of what you do now at Cisco? What's your role? What are like you know, a day in the life of Sam Kozib and kind of also your favorite and least favorite parts about your job. I definitely see you as a manager. So sometimes I see all the good stuff, but sometimes you get to see, you know, it's really tough to be able to manage so many people, a lot of personalities, logistics, and somehow you do it yeah. flawlessly. So tell us your secrets, tell us what you do. Um, and yeah, your favorite and least favorite parts about your job. Yeah. Um, it's hard to kind of describe what I do. Um, but I guess my formal title is just program manager, right? But I think it's split into essentially two parts. So my first part is um, talent acquisition for our sales program. So I'm responsible for the Americas, which um, in, you know, past lives, I've been able to travel quite a bit, which has been phenomenal. So I'm kind of itching to get back out there and do some fun things. Um, but I essentially work with our, our team to identify top talent to bring them into Cisco um, for both the sales and business side as well as the technical um, engineering side. So, um, you know, that, that's the U.S., it's Canada, it's Central America, it's South America. So I've had a really amazing um, journey to be able to go to Brazil and Costa Rica and Argentina and Mexico and all places throughout Canada and all over the U.S. to really be able to kind of work on that strategy and um, find that really great talent. Um, and that goes for both our full-time role and our internships. And then the other piece is running an internship program. Um, so, you know, that's obviously how we know each other you interned with us um, but it's it is very much like a two months two and a half months long event um, so that's where I get to flex my muscles and my um, event background is how do you plan everything to make sure that you know you're giving each intern not just an experience but an education and and a way to find their voice in a very large company and how did they how can you help them develop and grow so it's not just like doing you know meeting with each one of you and saying how's it going it's it's really kind of creating an experience of curriculum and activities and exercises and social events and all of that stuff that kind of creates a whole um, process to make it somewhere that someone wants to come back one day because we get such amazing people that come in our door and I just want to keep each and every one of them. Um, I'd say those are the two main pieces. I think my, I think there's two pieces and there's two passions of mine. So, um, the two passions that I have around my job, and I guess this kind of plays into, you know, my favorite pieces is a, you know, the mentorship and the growth that I see in individuals, um, finding what they love to do, being able to, you know, we think about sales or even technical sales being very, you know, okay, yeah, you make a lot of money. Yeah, you do make a lot of money, but you can also help people. And I think 
um, when that light bulb goes off for people that maybe are more philanthropic or have a passion in education or have a passion in healthcare, you can work with those customers to help them um, and help people. And I think when that light bulb goes off for somebody and they can follow not just a career that can be lucrative, but also a passion that they have that they can continue to, to invest in, it's an amazing thing to see that light bulb go off in somebody. And it's also amazing to see when people develop and maybe there's somebody that has a lot of ums and uhs and likes when their presentations and getting to a point where they don't say um and uh and like every five seconds. So another aha moment for me where I say, ah, oh, this is so phenomenal. You've had the opportunity to grow. Um, so I think that's one. And then the other one is diversity. Um, I love finding um, different people that can add value and different perspectives to our company. Um, it's, you know, whether it's women in engineering, whether it's, um, you know, influx of African Americans coming into our company, whether it's all different types of people, it can be early in career, it can be even hiring older people that maybe have a second job or, um, you know, need a second career, those types of things. I just find that the more diverse our population of our company can be, the better we get. And we've seen that time after time after time, um, even with like our leadership team, right? We've got 50% female, which I think is phenomenal for a tech company. So um, I think diversity and, and um, mentorship are probably my two passions and things I absolutely love about Cisco and about my job specifically. Um, the things that I don't like, uh, I hate doing budgets. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, absolutely hate doing budgets. Like I do not want to touch a budget and it's when you're dealing with good amounts of money, I'm like, I'm going to mess this up. Like this is not cool. Um, but you know, aside from that, I think that and, um, you know, seeing when people, also, there's there's a lot of potential, or people don't under and and they're you're, they're not meeting their potential it can also be very frustrating. But um, I would say mostly just budgets. I don't like working with numbers. My manager knows that <laughs> very very well. No, I can't even imagine. You touch on a couple of things that I think I can share a few stories on. Um, one of the things was kind of how when we first met, we were in the first internship program I did. That was after my sophomore year of college. And we were in two different cities. All of the interns were kind of spread out all across America. So we had a small cohort here in New Jersey and New York that I got to spend time with. But me and Sam didn't really have a lot of like face to face interaction. Um, I didn't get to see a lot of behind the scenes. However, in the second summer, when um, all the interns got to move out to California, Sam also was joining us out there. I think that's when we really got to see the behind the scenes, a little bit of everything it, that goes into planning an internship program and how difficult it is. I think that really made me appreciate how much you invest in us, how much Cisco invests in you to make sure we have a great experience. Um, some of the interns now that are also joining full-time, we always joke about how it's crazy that Sam can create friendships that will last a lifetime, whether our journeys end up at Cisco or not. Some of my best friends in the entire world came from that first summer at Cisco. So I think that says a lot about you, Sam, and how you kind of, you you find people that are really different and somehow bond them together for life. So um, I love working in the internship program. That was fantastic. And now joining full-time, I'm gonna do everything I can to kind of give back to that. 
Um, one thing that you also touched on is mentorship. You helped me find my it. So what makes me stand out kind of, and how to harp into that, how to find that. What's your advice for early in careers that you work with or that you cross paths with and how they can find their it, how they can carve their own path the way you did, especially, you know, after college? Yeah, um, that's a great question. Uh, and I, I get that. I get that question a lot, right? I get a lot of people saying, you know, what, what can I do to to find my it? How can I find my my voice? Um, and there's a couple different things, right? I mean, if you want to be really prescriptive, you can go and get your strength finder, take your strength finder test, you know, and know what your top five strengths are, and you know, leverage them to the best of your ability, which is great. Um, but I think at the end of the day, you know, whatever you lean into, whatever is the most um, energizing thing for you. So, like, for you, for instance, we know you're incredibly social, right? And you, you lean into that. And you are very, you know, lively and energetic. And you are able to kind of add a lot of, um, you know, fun to any situation. And you lean into that. So, um, I, I think that's one piece of it. The other piece of it is finding the people that you admire and picking and choosing the things that you admire of them or about them and adding that to your toolbox. So I talked about Jessie before. Um, Jessie, again, one of my mentors, she, I tried for years to be just like her. Um, she is phenomenal at what she does. She is so well-researched. She comes up and shows up and is prepared 100%, um, and she just has it together. Um, I learned very quickly after, you know, putting that much pressure on myself to be just like her that I'm not her, but I can take some of the things I learned from her and add them to my toolbox. So you know me, Kaylin. I am not I, – I, I, I'm going to joke around and I'm going to crack jokes and I'm going to make people do silly things. And I'm going to be a nerd a lot of the time, but I'm also going to be there and I'm going to be prepared. and I'm going to show up. Um, so I took some of the stuff from Jesse. I've taken people, taken things from my brother. I've taken things from, um, you know, other colleagues of mine. And so I think being able to kind of identify the things you admire in people and being able to put that in your toolbox lean into your, you know, what you as a person really identify with and then continue to build that, that's your it, right? I mean, it's your it is one thing, but then there's it's it and then all the other things that, that add to you as a person. So I think both professionally and personally, you want to find, you know, lean into what you're really good at, but then at the same time, continue to collect those different pieces that um, are going to add to your toolbox. And that's the most important thing, I think. Um, I do, I just have to say, don't ever try to imitate somebody because I learned the hard way that trying to imitate somebody and be just like them, it is so hard and it is so wears so much on you that I was like at a point where I was like, I can't, I've got to quit. Like I am done because I am not performing to the best of Jesse's ability. Right. As soon as I figured out, I don't need to be exactly the person that I just took. Like I essentially 
stepped into her role. I don't need to be her. That made my life so much easier because I could just be me and still kind of take some of the things that I learned and be successful. So there's lots of different ways to do different, do the same job, which I think is also super important to know. Um, but that, that's kind of, that would be my, my big thing is kind of soul searching a little bit and then building. That is such great advice. I know we had, we had a very similar conversation last summer where I was kind of feeling stuck. I wasn't sure, you know, if, if this was the path that I was a hundred percent set on in the beginning of the summer, I wasn't sure if that was even the role that I wanted. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was good at. I always felt really insecure about, you know, maybe I wasn't the smartest person in the room or I wasn't the most technical. You helped me kind of figure out that, no, I can be that. And I, I'm going to work my mm -hmm. tail off to get there. But I also realized that um, maybe I bring other things to the table that would make me just as valuable in a role like that as, you know, someone else. Exactly. I think for a while I was trying to be someone else. And there were, there were women in that role that I was like, I want to be like them and they're engineers and they're really technical. I'm going to be them. And instead of trying to become them, I took a couple of things that I could learn and I'm still trying to figure out, you know, how I can incorporate that into also my strengths, which is funny you mentioned that because exactly. that's kind of why I started this podcast was I was trying to figure out, you know, what am I good at? What do I like? How can I make this into a hobby? How can I make this into like a project I can put my energy on? And I think you nailed it right on the head. It's fun. And um, I think that's definitely advice that a lot of people will benefit from, especially for those that are coming out of college and um, trying to figure out what, what their career paths are on. But to transition, I think um, let's talk a little bit more about you personally, not just professionally. Um, what are some of the things you like to do in your free time? What are some of your hobbies? What makes you happy after work? What do you do? Yeah, what do I like to do? So, you know, I think we both share um, a bit of a passion in terms of running. So I just finished right before everything got a little bit nutso. Um, I did a marathon down in Palmetto Bluff. South Carolina, um, which was phenomenal. Um, but yeah, I do a lot of running and, um, that's really been kind of my sanity check over the past probably 10 years. Um, <laughs> uh, I think when I was in fifth grade, I was, I was uh, a little, I was a little bit on that, um, let's say slow and heavier side. Puberty did not treat me very well. So my dad, my dad signed me up for cross country. And uh, I, I was like the this the lone like I don't know how old I was eleven year old or ten year old. Um, I came in dead last in my first cross country um, meet, and then I never went back. So my dad to this day is still like, I can't believe you run. Because <laughs> I was like, I am done. I'm never running again. At ten years old, I was like, I'm putting my foot in the sand. This is not happening. Um, but so I think running is huge. Um, I love dancing. You know, I've joked around with you about mm -hmm. TikTok. Um, yes. I, <laughs> I, uh, I don't think I'm going to be TikTok famous anytime soon. Uh, but I do take classes, like actual classes, not like YouTube video classes um, when I can. I, I've done that for a few years. I am horrible, but I just love it. I think it's, it's just super fun. Um, you know, I mentioned I have some really good friends here in Raleigh. So we we do a lot of, um, you know, eating out and drinking good wine and um, exploring our city. But then I also, you know, you know, I travel all the time. So like last year, I guess it's almost been nine months, but, you know, from October of 20. 
2018 to October of 2019, I was a nomad. I traveled all around U.S. mostly um, and spent time in California, spent time in New York, spent time in Hawaii, spent time in um, Denver, Austin, Dallas. Did I go to Dallas? No, I didn't go to Dallas. Um, Toronto, I just kind of hopped around and, and had a great time to travel for me. It's, it's been weird that I've actually been home for more than a couple of months. It's almost a little terrifying for me. Um, anybody that knows me, they're probably like, are you freaking out yet? But travel's <laughs> huge. Travel's huge. So, um, you know, I, I, I'd love to say that I have like a really cool, like quirky um, hobby. Like I play oboe underwater but I don't I just I really like um hanging out with friends and exercising I do yoga a lot I love yoga sculpt I travel all the time and um you know I I look at dating apps and stuff all the, all the normal stuff <laughs> all the normal stuff okay there are two things we're going to talk about in that first your, your nomad life so I remember you mentioned that that you did that or that you were going to do that I think it was at the end of last summer you had mentioned about you're this nomad life where you're going to, you know, couch surf mm-hmm. all over the country. Can you tell us a little bit about what that, why did you decide to do that? What was that like? Um, did you have any really funny stories that came out of it? Just kind of like what drove you to do that and how did it all work out logistically? Yeah, I, um, so it was, I was kind of in the middle of it when I, cause I, you know, when we were out in California, I was, I was living in a hotel, right? So <laughs> I was kind of all over the place and traveled every weekend when we were out there, et cetera. But um, October of 20, I guess it was October of 2018. Um, I had kind of hit a wall uh, in Raleigh. I, I was kind of doing the same things. I'd gone on like a bunch of really bad dates, um, you know, it just, I just didn't have any inspiration. I just felt very stuck. And um, I was talking to my mom and I was like, I just, I don't know if I can be here anymore. And she was like, well, where do you want to go? I was like, well, I don't want to commit to moving anywhere. I mean, I, I you know, our, we're lucky enough where I can do my job almost anywhere. I have to be in certain places at certain times, but it's not, it wouldn't be an issue if I just moved any certain place but I didn't really want to commit so <laughs> that's a that's a theme in my my personal life I was, commitment. I was just um, gonna say that <laughs> but um so I just kind of said you know I'm gonna just find a path and and kind of follow that path and so I had like several things lined up so I think October I don't know I, I was gonna go I had a, I had some work travel to do and so um, I think I stayed, I was in Toronto for a little bit. And then um, I think, you know, I went home for Thanksgiving and stayed with my family for a little while. And then I had another work trip that I had to go in December. So I stayed there for a little while. And then I went out to Hawaii because my family goes to Hawaii for Christmas. Um, and I stayed out there for, you know, a good bit. And then I was didn't have a return flight. I was like, well, where do I want to go? So really my happy place is Southern California. And um, I I ended up renting an Airbnb there for probably, I want to say just about a month. And so that was so ideal for me. I loved it. I worked East Coast hours. So I woke up at 5am and did all my, you know, did all my calls and did everything I needed to do. 
um, my coworkers were always joking around because they're like, well, where are you now? Um, and got, got off at like 2 o'clock, you know, 30, and would go for my run and go to the beach and hang out, and I just loved it. So I was there for maybe a, a month, and then I spent some time um, with some family in California and then just kind of hopped around. I did come back to Raleigh for a little bit, stayed with my fabulous friends, Carly and Ben, who, uh, are, are, you know, my, my like go-to people. They let me stay here for a few weeks. And, um, then I went up to New York for a time just because my best friend was getting married and, I did an Airbnb up there and hung out and spent some time with friends there. So I just got, I don't know. I just felt very inspired and it's so funny because I did all of these things and went all over. Um, I tried to stay kind of in the North America region just because of time zones and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I was like, I really miss Raleigh after all of that. So that's how I ended back up here. Um, you know, my manager's been so fantastic. He's like, you, if you want to move, move. But I just have such a great support system here. My parents are only a couple hours away. And um, I just feel, you know, it's it's been, it, it, it was just a really good adventure for me to kind of understand all the different places out there. You know, San Jose, I went up to Oregon. Now I'm thinking like all the places I went, Oregon, you know, went to San Francisco, with my, stayed with my brother a bunch, all that kind of stuff. But um, you don't realize how great things are until you kind of leave them. And then I came back. So here I am. It's crazy how this all happened after a couple of bad dates and how not really being <laughs> yeah. sure. Tell us about what <laughs> makes these dates so bad. I want to know about your dating apps. I want to know about what makes these dates so bad. And I think everybody would be really interested to hear about your first your love for The Bachelor and also maybe your little Bachelor experience. Um, I think people would be really interested about that. I know I was. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, you know, I... I, so I've had some really great relationships and I've had like relationships for like, you know, a good few years or whatever. Um, and I just think at this point, you know, it's, it's an interesting time to be, I guess I'm not 35 yet. I'll be 35 in a couple of weeks, but, um, it's interesting because especially in the South, like most people get married rather young, like, you know, anywhere between 25 and, and maybe 29, 30. Um, and so it's an interesting group of people that are now like past 30 and still single, or now I'm finding that mostly everybody's divorced, which I am totally okay with. Like, I love a good divorce man. Don't get me wrong. That does not bother me at all you have kids that's fine like i am good with it um i have dated many divorced men i think it's they're, they're absolutely lovely and they're not afraid of commitment um but you know it's and it's a it's weird it's like super weird to be you know in this age range and i kind of like have it together i'm not like i don't have too many screws loose i have maybe a couple but like not super <laughs> crazy. I have a job. I, I, I can support myself. I'm not looking for money. I just am just doing my own thing. And I just kind of feel like it'll come when it happens. And if it doesn't happen, I'm really okay by myself. And I have so many good people in my life that, you know, that's okay. But at this point, it's like, you know, if you, if you're, if you, I don't want to settle for anything at this point, it's kind of, 
pointless to for me to be like, well, you know, he's really nice, but uh, you know, no, it's not. But I just want to like somebody, and no, I know it's perfect, but it's just I, I could tell you so many crazy stories. I mean, there's just <laughs> you know, so you know, the guy that's like in the first date, first beer, we're sitting down, and he's like are you ready to settle down? I'm like, whoa, I don't even remember your name, bro. Like, <laughs> you, you have that I effect think your on them, Brian. Oh yeah, that's what it is. And like, what's the other guy? Oh, the other guy that like, was like holding my hand and he's like, your hands are really veiny. I'm like, okay, I'm so sorry. I can't change the blood flow in my hands. Like, what do you want from me? <laughs> Ways of finding these guys, they seem like some weird characters, and I think that is why we, as Bachelor fans, the other people that know you as well, we're always joking. We want we want you to go on Bachelor. I think you would be so good for it, but I almost think that you're too perfect and too put together and too have your head on the straight to go on a show <laughs> like that. It's way more fun to watch. But you did think about it. Why don't you tell us about what you thought about with the Bachelor and kind of yeah. going on that path, maybe? Yeah. Were you there that, were were you there that, you were, weren't you? Yes. I actually saw you the day I tried out. Yes. Yeah, we were in New York together. Yep. So I was in New York for work. I had, you know, some interviews that I was running. And again, my mentor, (laughs) Jesse, like texted me the next day, the day before and was like, hey. You know, because I, 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 they have no shame. Like, I love The Bachelor. I love Bachelor in Paradise. Like, I, I understand it's a little bit kooky, but I don't care. It's so much fun, and I like it. We've always bonded the, over that, Caitlin. Yes, I'm in the same boat <laughs> as you. I love it, and I'm not afraid to say it. It's just, it's good TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, um, you know, I, I, she said, you should just go. So I was like, okay, well, I'll see how I am with work. If I get wrapped up, maybe I'll go. So I get wrapped up with work. I'm like, do I go? Do I not go? So I'm like, well, okay, if I'm going to go, what do I wear? Because I only have like five things. So you know, put on your basic black pants, like black jeans, ripped jeans with like a little tank top or whatever. Um, I get, I take a cab because it's July or whatever. It's super hot. And get in the line and I don't realize that everybody like everybody is drinking <laughs> like everybody <laughs> in this line is like packing mini bottles drinking wine from a can and I'm like I did not get this memo <laughs> that everybody was getting hammered before their their bachelor <laughs> interview um so I you know you'd think it would be like this very long wait blah 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 really wasn't um I think I probably waited in line for 45 minutes and I talked to like the girl in front of me and she's like Long Island from you know obsessed with Bachelor telling me how she's met Nick Vial how she's met all of these different Bachelor people I'm like great you know I love me some Nick Vial but I was I was like who I don't know what you're talking about that's crazy. I At the time, to play it really cool. Oh, yeah. I said it really cool. Um, and then like the girl behind me was wearing like these huge sunglasses, and she probably was like so, from some like, you know, I don't know. She could have been like Cuban, or she could have been like somewhere in in Latin America because she had this beautiful accent. And I was like, oh well, she's gonna get it. Um, and so <laughs> it's just like hilarious watching all these girls. And and then on top of that, 
the interviews are also for actual bachelors. So I didn't realize this, um, that the guys could actually try out the bachelor. It wasn't just the women that could try out to be the, like the contestants or whatever. So I end up seeing like three dudes. One is like a 55 year old, um, African-American dude that is in like a zoot suit. Um, I'm like, okay, if you get it, go for it. Um, there's this other guy that, um, I think he like just wanted to go in the studios to go to the bathroom. And then there's this guy, Bobby, who I somehow like get in line at some point with Bobby, who is slightly younger than me. Um, but he ended up, he went to school at college of Charleston. We like started chit chatting. I'm like, Oh my God, this guy is super cool. <laughs> that is so crazy. <laughs> and, yeah. And so, you know, we go through all of it. So it's a very interesting process that, um, you know, it's, um, you go in, you get your picture taken, you like have your, your name, you get your picture taken, then you fill out all these, um, you know, application forms or whatever. And then you go and you get interviewed for two minutes. And I like, killed my interview. I don't, I don't, I am a relatively humble person. I don't usually say like, I'm really good at this, but I was like, I walked out of there. I was like, I got this. There is no way I'm not at least getting to like the second or third round of this because I just killed that interview. I was funny. I was interesting. They like asked me about past relationships and I have a couple of like very far out interesting stories about a couple, like specifically one guy that I dated for a very long time that I, I thought I was going to end up with. Um, very crazy, you know, story. Um, I, I don't even think I could get into it on this. It could be a whole other podcast. So we'll um, have to have you back to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. <one story. laughs> um, but like, I, I mean, I talked about that and I, I mean, I, it was just, it was great. And um, so Bobby and I are walking out and it was almost like sliding doors. I don't know if you know what that movie is, but it was almost like we almost were like, maybe we should just go get a drink. And instead he was like, well, I hope I see you on the show. And I was like, me too. We walked our separate ways. And I was like, well, we almost had a moment. Like we could have just dated oh him. <laughs> yeah, he sounds um, great. <laughs> but yeah, but needless to say, never heard back. It's okay. No big deal. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, I was on a reality TV show when I was in high school and I was like 17 or 18. So my, I guess my reality days are, are retired and I'm okay with that. Um, but I did apply for love is blind just in case. So you never know. Oh, love is blind. <laughs> is such a good show. I would love to see you on there. I think love is, it's a really cool concept too, because it's not just about like how you look, but you know, you get to actually get to know them, which is just as um, interesting. I wonder who your bachelor would have been if you actually oh, got cast. It, 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 well, the problem is it was Colton, right? So he's like 26 oh, years yeah. old and I was too old for him. Um, I was so interested to see it. about Claire. Yeah, I think so too. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he had COVID. <laughs> yeah, COVID exactly. And then no, after, we don't need that. <laughs> even if it wasn't Colton and you had Peter, I just, I think both ways you, you ended up lucking out of the situation, I think. Nick Vial for life. Oh, Nick, call me. <laughs> <laughs> Nick also has a really great podcast, The Vile Files. So I think he would be. I know. Uh, I think he would be <laughs> awesome. Um, to wrap things up, 
I think it would be really cool to hear kind of what the future holds for Sam Koza, personally, professionally. What are your goals? What do you what do you have coming down the road? What what does the future look like for you? Yeah. Um, so that's you know, I I don't I I'm one of those people, there's a lot of goal oriented people out there. Um, I have a lot of short-term goals, but I try not to plan my life out too much. As you can tell, like, I like to kind of just go where things take me um, more often than not. Um, but short-term goals, um, you know, obviously we've got the summer coming up, which is a really busy time for me yes. <laughs> um, professionally. So trying to create a virtual internship is going to be very interesting. I'm super proud that Cisco is is keeping to the opportunity to have an internship because a lot of people are canceling it. Um, so that'll be really interesting. What I'd like to do in the future, I think with, with my role is I really, I think peoples and communities, which is kind of our HR department and, and looking at, you know, continuing how I love developing early in career, but how can I continue to do that in other areas of the business and how can I, you know, continue to kind of be innovative and, and share different ideas I think would be really great, but um, who knows? I mean, there's lots of things that are always evolving. So could be on our team. It could be on a different team. It could be in a totally different country. Who knows? I'm, I'm open. So that's kind of the one thing that I, I'll, I always want to continue to contribute and feel like I'm, I'm making a difference in other people's lives. And I think that's going to always be something that's important to me. Um, for, uh, personally, <laughs> I'm going to try to get my apartment unpacked. So maybe when you move here, you can come see a fully designed apartment. Um, but as soon as I can hit the road again, I will, um, I would love, I think I, I haven't been to Europe in probably 15 years. Um, you know, I've, I've done a lot of travel and I've been around the world, but, um, I haven't been to Europe in a long time. So I really would like to do that. Um, I really would like to continue to cross country ski. I did that this past year in Vermont and had like such a blast and had so much fun doing it. I think I, I will continue to do that. Um, and personally, what other goals? I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe like date somebody, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm all about it. But I think personally, it's, it, I think just I'm excited to my, my brother and his um, his husband are, are I'm like sharing their information, but they're like working towards adoption. So being able to kind of be a, the best auntie I can be will be fantastic. And um, just lots of um you know fun things are coming down the road so i'm i'm excited just to kind of again see where the path unfurls and whenever it's going one way i'm gonna go the other <laughs> well that sounds really exciting i'm excited to move down to raleigh hopefully sooner rather than later and kind of see see, see the life of sam Cosm, see if i can you know, I know. Have as much fun down there as you are i know I, i'm so excited to do it i Went down to Raleigh at the end of February with my roommate, Megan, who will be on the podcast soon, I'm sure. And uh, we got to see Sam and um, experience nightlife in Raleigh, just kind of apartment hunt and stuff like that. And it's so cool. It's beautiful there. It's a very different life than the Northeast, as Sam could probably attest to being from around the <laughs> yeah. It's a lot different than New Jersey, for sure. So I'm very excited. 
Um, to kind of end the podcast, I'm actually going to take a page out of Sam Kozum's book herself. Um, when we have people <laughs> that come and visit us at Cisco, we usually have a little rapid fire question and answer session just to kind of, you know, get to know them a little bit better on a more light level. So Sam, would you be open to doing some rapid fire questions? Well, obviously, since it was my <laughs> idea in the first place, I can't say no. <laughs> okay, well, perfect. Don't worry, I'm going to give you credit for it. Um, so I guess just pick from the this or that, and then um, we'll wrap it up from there. So the first one is okay. dog or cat? Dog. Netflix or cable? What? Who has cable anymore? <laughs> How do you watch The Bachelor? How, Hulu. <laughs> Oh, okay. I have cable solely yeah. for ABC. <laughs> oh, I have Netflix, Hulu, and Prime, but Hulu definitely carries Bachelor. You just have to wait till the next day. But I like to run on the treadmill and watch it at the same time, so I'm good. Well, next question is: Bachelor or Bachelorette? Oh, I totally say The Bachelor, a hundred percent. There's way more drama, and I revel in that <laughs> <laughs> yeah I have to agree I think the bachelor is way better um I do love bachelor in paradise though I am a big oh, fan of bachelor in paradise. obviously that is like I didn't listen to the music one I was like I'm gonna hard pass on that one but um yeah. bachelor in paradise is really the upper echelon of of quality tv well, they're doing like the best of 10 episode series starting June where I they're gonna like recap that recap those seasons. So I am definitely tuning in. I'm sure you are too. And we'll, we'll definitely have a chat about it. Um, Absolutely. Next, I think I'm going to know your, this is an easy answer for you, but cardio or weightlifting? <laughs> yeah. Cardio. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram or Twitter? I don't even, I, I have one Twitter um, only because like somebody from work was like, I want to post you with your Twitter handle. And I was like, uh, one moment, please. So I signed up for Twitter like a year ago. I haven't touched it since. Um, so I'm going to go Instagram, 100%. Beach or mountains? Oh, that's so hard. I'm going to go, I'm going to go beach, but California beach and then like any other mountains. Okay, fair. I mean, I challenge you to come to the Jersey Shore. I think you'll always pick beach oh, after that. But <laughs> I have been, I grew up going to Avalon, Caitlin. I know the Jersey Shore. <laughs> you're not going to pick the beach every time. I, I can't imagine. But yeah, you're right. Um, I think California beaches are just, they're just a little different. Um, Me and my yeah. sister were just talking about that the other day, how different California beach lifestyle is compared to you know, beach life in New Jersey, like our whole world revolves around the beaches opening this weekend for Memorial Day. So it's just, oh, it's yeah. a different life. Oh, yeah. Um, totally. Office or work from home? Oh, I'm a little bit of both. I like, I like working from home. I, like I have the perfect style because typically in a normal world, I will go in the office maybe two days a week and then I stay home three days a week. Um, but if I had to choose, probably work from home. Okay, well, I, I guess that that question was really stemming from the coronavirus right now and kind of figuring out like yeah. what do people prefer. I think it's kind of one of those things where it's nice to be able to work from home, but sometimes it's nice to go into the office and see everyone. Um, it is. Question, Apple Music or Spotify? So I'm so old and this gives away my oldness is I do Apple Music, but I know like everybody that 
is normal has Spotify. <laughs> I have Apple Music. I swear by it. I do love it. Yay! Do, yeah, I love Apple Music. I think it's awesome. It's so easy to use. But um, luckily, this podcast is both on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so you can find us on both. Um, are you an nice early plug. riser? Oh, yeah, of course. I have to. Um, early riser or night owl? I am an early riser, always. Last question, finally, you know, wrapping up the theme of the happiest hour, red wine or white wine? Depends on A, the season, and B, what I'm eating. So, very serious question. And what happened to Rosé? That is very fair. I think Rosé is my favorite, too. No, I, I, uh, I really... Yeah, no, like I love rosé and white in the summer, like if I'm just like at the pool or whatever, um, and typically we'll drink red all winter, but, um, you know, if I'm having a nice steak and it's in the middle of summer, I'm going to have a good old red. So I love wine. It's like one of my passions and hobbies, and I just enjoy um, going to all that, all the vineyards and stuff. So that's a very serious question for me. So I'm going to go depends on season and 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 what I'm eating <laughs> fair no I know wine is definitely one of my favorites too I loved it I spent one weekend in Napa Valley last summer and I feel like I know it all now um, but no I, I really like wine too yeah. it's definitely something we bond over um with that that kind of wraps up our podcast can you tell all the listeners where they can find you what you're going to be up to you can plug anything you'd like um and then we'll go from there oh my gosh Plugging me. Um, I don't have anything that's cool. Uh, <laughs> no, like I'm private on Instagram. Um, but no, I. I mean, I don't want to say anything about myself. I want to say something about you. Can I do that instead? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're more than welcome to. Yeah. Well, I just want to say that I am so proud of you for doing this. Um, this is a different activity. It's going to be a great outlet for you. I wish you all the success with this. And of course, we'll be seeing a lot of each other over the next couple of years. But, um, you know, this is going to be a really fun thing for you to kind of pursue. And hopefully, um, you know, I, I'm excited to listen to this one and then be a listener forever. So thank you so much for having me. And I am so excited to continue to see all of your successes, both on this podcast and beyond. So thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Sam, for being our first official guest on the Happiest Hour podcast. I was so excited to film this first episode and start getting content out for you guys. Please do subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. It really does support the Happiest Hour. Um, and I want to be able to keep putting out more content for you guys. So stay excited and keep following me on my social media, especially my Instagram at Kaylin Patel, to be updated when new episodes come out. Um, but thank you so much again for tuning in. This has been the Happiest Hour. Cheers for now.